This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 29. Today we hear about the redneck ostrich and try to guess three mystery animal sounds. Animal and Zoo news and a lot more. And hello and welcome again to the Visit the Zoo podcast. This is episode number 29, and my name is Fred Fishman, and I am the author of the 120 Animal 12 book series by the same name, Visit the Zoo. It's now on Kindle and in print, audiobooks, and a DVD that was released recently as well. I also want to tell you that the newly updated Visit the Zoo anthology was just republished again in both print and also in Kindle, so you can check that out. It's on Amazon.com, and if you want links to everything we do here, you can go to our website, which is Zoo Animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info, where up updating the website so you should see that in about oh i would say a week or so so look for that you can also go to my main author website at frederickfishman.com that's frederickfishman spelled f-i-c-h-m-a-n.com and if you want to help and support our expanding costs as we continue to grow and do more visit the zoo podcast you can go to patreon.com slash visit the zoo patreon spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get started. And what I usually do in this segment is I give you a little taste of zoo and animal news, and I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. I stumbled on a uh, an audio clip from a a radio station in my own hometown of Kansas City, Missouri, and the station is KMBZ 98.1. It's about somebody special at the Kansas City Zoo, which used to be called the Swole Park Zoo. Uh, Bruce Terrell is the zoo greeter there. So why don't I just play this clip for you that was produced by the Fox uh, News Station there in Kansas City. We all know someone who can talk to anybody. And if you've been to the Kansas City Zoo in the last six years or so, chances are you've met one guy in particular who can talk to anyone. I'll probably talk to people from 40 different countries by now, every state in the union probably. Why shouldn't be behind a computer screen? You should be out here going and having interactions with human rights. Bruce Terrell stands a little over six foot tall, salt and pepper hair, has a big smile on his face. The first and last face you'll see when you visit the Kansas City Zoo. He's the person that everybody sees when they get to the zoo and the person everybody sees when they leave. And that impression is just phenomenal. Bruce is one of those people that is crazy passionate about what he does every day. Frank Wilburn is the head of guest relations and Bruce's boss. The thing that's great about it is, is that not only our guests that see that, um, but also our staff and our employees, you know, it rubs off on people. Bruce is a ball of energy, smiling, talking, interacting, and the man has a great memory for people we all know. About Lorenzo Cain out here one time, I talked to him and his wife. He's a, a great ball player, a better person. Uh, Morgan Fairchild came out one day when she was working at the new theater restaurant. At the end of the day, she came up to me personally. There's a major celebrity, me helping her taking a photo. This is great. Uh, Ken Mattingly was from Apollo 13 thing. Was out here for a science exhibit one day out here. So that meant everything to me to see that. And he has a great memory for people less famous, but who've seen things you can only imagine. Probably the most interesting person I've ever met. I talked to a gentleman one 
one day. He was like about 92 or so. It was around July 4th last year, and he had his military idea. I said, sir, what do you need to do in the military? He goes, I was the official photographer for Douglas MacArthur during World War II. And he actually was in the room the first time MacArthur met Hirohito. Douglas MacArthur's photographer. You can understand how Bruce remembers people like that. But he remembers everybody. He remembers them by name. He remembers where they went to school. He remembers where they're from. He remembers if they're members, if they're unique visitors. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like the lady from London whose son was a palace guard at Buckingham Palace. Another visitor whose two cousins played on two national champion Nebraska Cornhusker football teams in the late 90s. is a huge fan of Coach Osborne. And he remembers the kids too, their names and what they like. The lady comes out here and she has her two little sons and one of his name, George. He's four years old. So earlier today he came out with his grandpa and I give him race cars. So I tried to like my stand over there. I have about eight little, little cars. So I gave him little race cars like that. Another family comes out here named Terry and Jerry. They have a little boy named TJ. He loves airplanes. So whenever they see me out, out here, I make sure I have the little airplanes for TJ. It's that kind of service that has made Bruce not only a mainstay at the zoo, but the guy everybody mentions. Bruce's boss, Frank, says they can't help but hold him up as an example. We've tried to do some things here at the zoo to entice other uh, employees to be that person up and above and beyond. And, and it's far because Bruce always wins, you know. <laughs> we, you know, hey, whoever gets mentioned the most this month in, you know, guest surveys uh, positively are going to get this. And it doesn't matter. Bruce always wins because he's so passionate about that. Oh, if we only had more Bruce's. I wish we could multiply him. You know, we've talked about, well, how do we get more Bruce's? And how do you get Bruce away from the front gate when he loves his job so much? Bruce loves to play golf. I'm an outdoors guy. I like going out and riding my bike or playing golf, things like that, and, and meeting friends and having fun with life. You scratch golfer? Uh, no, I shot a 38 the other day at Swope Memorial and I got put away from a hole in one, so I'm getting there. And get this. Bruce even gets recognized on his days off. I was um, at the Anna Rose Farmstead buying some honey sticks before going golfing at St. Andrews Golf Course. Anyways, I have different clothing on, my baseball cap and my sunglasses on. Lady walks up to me, tears in her eyes. And I said, well, what's going on, ma'am? She goes, my daughter just pointed at you over here and says, Mommy, why is he working at the zoo today? <laughs> You know, I'm thinking, this girl's only five years old. What impression does it leave on her to think about me? It's very humbling. Casey Zoo, Deanna Rose. Clearly, Bruce loves animals. My favorite animal, I love the tigers, but I also like the meerkats and watching their interactions with each other. My best thing to do at the zoo actually is why the sky safari ride mm -hmm. and look down on all the animals. But while he loves animals, people will always be Bruce's focus. And we asked him for some advice for those of us who aren't good at striking up a conversation with just anybody. I think it's all about, you know, empathy, compassion, concern for the public. Just wanting to talk and visit with other people because we need to realize in our life it's all about people. That may be the best thing we've heard all week. Do things with class, do it right, and respect each other all the time. Words to live by from a guy you can't walk by without smiling. So the next time you pass Bruce Terrell at the front gate at the Kansas City Zoo, be sure to say hi to our person of the week. Glad you enjoyed that little piece of radio coming from Kansas City, Missouri. And thank you again to 98.1 KMBZ in Kansas City. All right, let's go to our next segment here that is a favorite, and that is the animal sounds. So I'm going to play the first one for you and listen carefully and see if you can think what this is. <laughs> 
It's not what you think it is. I'll tell you that right now. Let's go to the next animal sound. Yeah, I don't know whether you heard that or not, so let me play that one more time. You know, it almost doesn't sound like it's alive. It sounds like it's electronic. And finally, here is our third animal sound. And those are our three animal sounds for today. And later on, I'll give you the answer as to what those animals were. All right, so we'll lift out an animal description from the 12 book series and also from one of the first three audiobooks that I recorded. And this time we're going to listen to a little bit about the red neck ostrich. So let's listen. The ostrich has been around for millions of years. But like most animals on our planet, the population of these flightless birds has decreased with the decrease in their habitat. They live on the African plains in scattered pockets. They are the fastest land bird and they are the largest on the planet. They can top out at about eight feet high and can weigh over 300 pounds. And boy, can they run anywhere from 30 to 40 miles per hour. They also live a long time, about 50 years. Their legs, powerful. They use them not only to propel forward, but as a defense tool as well. They can even take on lions and use those legs to kill the large cats with powerful leg kicks and thrusts. They usually travel in groups of five to 50 birds and are nomadic by nature. They live on the African savannas and are active early day and late evening. They have sharp eyesight and keen hearing and to dispel a popular myth, they do not bury their heads in the sand to avoid dangerous situations. They can go for several days without water, but when they do drink, they can take in a huge load of water. For centuries, they have intrigued mankind. Some civilizations have used them for racing with and without human riders. They are now raised on farms around the world for attractions and for food, for their beautiful feathers and for their fine skin. Have you ever seen them run? They almost float, glide with ease and grace. Strange, but beautiful animals. And it's a little bit about the ostrich. Let's go back to our three animal sounds now, and let's see if you guessed what animals these were. Let's play the first one. is not a dog and it is not a fox that is an animal called a maned wolf 
And though it sounds like a dog, it's in the species of canids, which are the dogs, wolves, coyotes, foxes. But this animal, the Maine wolf, is unique. It is found in open and semi-open habitats, and it's the largest canid in South America. It weighs about 51 pounds, and it's about 35 inches at the shoulder. It has large ears, and it's the tallest of all wild canid. It has reddish-brown fur. That's why some people mistake it for a fox, but it isn't. It's too tall for that. It does not form packs. It is solitary, but it is monogamous. It'll stay with the same mate. They pair up, and they partner, and they will defend that territory that they have fiercely. So that is the main wolf. Okay, let's go to the next animal sound. I'll tell you what that is. You know, that almost sounds mechanical, but it's not. It's a bird. It's called a capuchin bird. It's a large bird. It is found in the Amazon area of South America. It has an orange body and black feathers and a heavy bill. It eats It eats insects and fruits, and like I said, it's a large bird. It weighs almost one pound, and it can grow up to 15.75 inches long. And now here is our third animal sound. You're probably saying to yourself, well, okay, what is that? That is an animal or a series of animals that does not exist anymore. As a matter of fact, they haven't existed for 65 million years. This is a clever editing job done by a sound engineer or maybe a scientist or two who put their heads together and said, okay, well, looking at the skulls of these animals, this is probably what they sounded like. And I'm talking, of course, about the dinosaurs. And I am guessing that Probably this is one of the most beloved animals that's not alive. And they haven't been, like I said, for 65 million years. They first appeared, by the way, 243 to 231 million years. So they had quite a run. They really did. And they were wiped out almost totally unless you look up in the sky and you see a bird overhead. And they came in all sizes. They were as small as 20 inches long. And they were as large as the biggest of the dinosaurs, the sauropod, which was 130 feet long and 60 feet high. There were a thousand different species estimated of dinosaurs. A discussion of the dinosaurs, by the way, is so vast and so large, it really needs its own podcast. And there are some out there that are dedicated to dinosaurs. There's one called uh, I Know Dino, the big dinosaur podcast. Another one is called Dinosaur in Our Backyard uh, from the Smithsonian and several others. So those are our three animal sounds for today. We're coming towards the end, but let me read one more segment for you, and that is a poem. We're going to do another poem this time, and this is written by an Indian poet. He is 73 years old, and he is from Givlar, I hope I pronounced that right, India, and his name is Akhtar Jawad, and this is called I Am a Man, But an Animal Too. My children planned a visit to a zoo. They invited me. I replied with a shoe. I already have a zoo inside, within me. I cannot show, and you cannot see. All the animals are present in a man. 
you can see them with an honest scan. Both for their friends and their enemies, they have long, very long memories. Like funny camels, like large elephants, whether old or youths or innocent infants, they often behave like a beast so wild they don't hesitate to abuse a child. For many centuries, they've been killing fellow men. They have misused their sword and their pen. Most of their killings were in his religion and name. Man was never shy of this bloody game. Men cast their thinking in a too old mold. Those adventurous seeking silver and gold. Left footprints of animals, in fact. I see in the prints many criminals, in fact. On the other hand, like birds, they twit. Under blue moons are lovely and sweet. Loyal and faithful, like horses and dogs. Swim and jump, just like the frogs. Entertain the children, like a dolphin or a monkey. Before pretty women, they flirt like a donkey. Like a peacock, they dance in a hall. Like a sweet cuckoo, girlfriends, they call. They are handsome when they love fellow men. Praise them with their words and use their pen. I don't need to watch a zoo. I am a man, but I am an animal, too. Well, that is our episode number 29 for Visit the Zoo, and I want to thank you very, very much for joining me. We're going to do it again next week with more sounds, animal descriptions, and a surprise or two. I want you also to please check out the new Visit the Zoo 12-book anthology that I just released. It has all 12 books in one volume. And I just updated it, well, within the last two or three weeks, as a matter of fact. And links to this and all the other Visit the Zoo books and audiobooks and DVD can be found on my main podcast site. And that's at Zoo Animals, and that's plural, zooanimals.info. And that site, by the way, is going to be updated and hopefully rolled out within a week or two. So keep your eyes open for that. Or you can go to my main website, my author website, at frederickfishman.com. That's F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. We hope that you can financially support us, keep everything we're doing here at Visit the Zoo going and growing. And you can do that by going to our Patreon website at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash visit the zoo. That's patreon.com visit the zoo. So again, thank you very much for joining me. And I really do hope you can join me again next week for more of Visit the Zoo. Take care and bye-bye. <laughs>